Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Leading Beyond Ego podcast, where we focus on helping leaders around the world move beyond ego and lead more consciously. I'm thrilled to introduce today our guest, Birgir Jonsson, CEO of Play Airlines. Birgir, as he's called, has an unorthodox career. He's built up a booming business in Eastern Europe. He's been in successful business development in the Far East, has built up an international airline, and is a passionate heavy rock drummer. What we talked about was how he's learned that a more humble, leading from the back, servant type of leadership is more successful, how it brings out the best in everyone around him. Pretty much like in his band, where the drummer needs the rest of the band to make the music beautiful. What most surprised me, though, is a story, and you want to stay tuned for this, was when him and the rest of the heavy rock band went to a group therapy session to really figure out a way to work better together as a team. So stay tuned for Birgit Jonsson, the CEO of Play Airlines, in just a moment. So Birgit, you've been working uh, in different parts of the world, in different industries, different businesses. And one of the questions that uh, comes up in my mind immediately when I meet someone like you is, what stands out? What's been the most challenging, most rewarding part of your career so far? Um, well, that's a difficult question. I guess the, the most challenging part uh, has been realizing that you can't really do anything by yourself. Mm. You need to, you, you f- up to a really big degree, you're re- reliant on, upon other people. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the second part of the answer is the most rewarding part is also that that you okay. have kind of you have I've I've gotten to know so many people I've worked with so many great people I've learned so much from them yeah. that that accepting the challenge and reaping the rewards yeah just to work in a team and and, and realizing that you are you will always have better results if you work with people is really what what is my kind of lesson from from all this from the strange career yeah yeah i mean building up a printing business in eastern europe being in the prosthetics uh, braces orthopedic uh, solutions in far east and then building up an international airline uh, uh, not to mention uh, turn around the icelandic postal service um, i guess you coming into these industries you were new to them and needed other people or what made you realize that you needed to 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 work through others well i mean when you say it like this this obviously looks really schizophrenic and and (laughs) (laughs) completely crazy but uh and and a very icelandic cv actually because i i'm not sure people in other countries could have these kind of careers uh but i mean going from my kind of uh roots or, or th- from the society that I'm, I come from, you know, we are a very small nation. It's built within us, I guess, that we can't do everything. We can't mm. do anything. We, we, you are just as good as anyone else. Yep. And we we have, at least me, I come from a very solid background. I have a very big 
believe in myself. I'm very confident. And sometimes I, I, that I'm sure when I was younger could go into arrogance. So it was a challenge to me when I went into a situation, for example, when I moved to Hong Kong and I was building a business in China mm. and I was, did the same when I moved to Romania and I was running a fairly large business in, in Romania, Hungary and Bulgaria to realize, to face um, the situation that I really didn't have the tools. I couldn't mm. do things. Mm. And, and, and that, that was a big kind of learning uh, moment and a very humbling experience to realize that, yep. that you couldn't just take it on the chest and kind of rip it and, <laughs> and just do it and be, be the man. You had to kind of use other people and, and, and create some kind of a dynamic. Yeah. So that's, a, that's a, an important point. Yeah. Well, one of the interesting things about your career is your passion for music and being a drummer in a heavy rock band. Um, if, you, if you look back to the days of, of being on, in, a, in a band and running a band, uh, what are some of the similarities you see to leading teams in business? Well, my um, idea of myself, or let's say my, my self-image, is as a musician. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that what, what was what I did when I was younger, uh, as a professional when I was fairly young, and before I went into uh, studies and, and business. So for me, I have never defined myself as a businessman. Okay, I'm always kind of a businessman. That's my moonlighting gig from my music. <laughs> okay. So so my kind of I feel uh, very uh, at home in a creative environment. So. Yeah. Whereas I, I realize that many of my artist friends look at me as a corporate slave, but you know that's a that's a thing. But um, I I see it again. Maybe this is a very sim simplistic way of looking at things, but I just see whether it's a company or a department or a band or whatever. It's always a group of people trying to achieve something. Absolutely, trying yeah. to achieve a goal. The group is made is made out of individuals that come to the table with their own uh, experiences, uh, goals, uh, things, and, and pluses and minuses, strengths and weaknesses. So it's in my mind, it's always the same kind of process, how to get that group, help the group to kind of achieve, achieve the goal. Mm. Is it to market a new product? Is it to launch a new destination in an airline? Is it to do whatever? Is it to make an album? Whatever. Yeah. Just what is the common purpose and, and goal of the team? Yeah. And th this podcast, as you know, is about helping managers and leaders move beyond ego and become more conscious of how they lead. And sometimes when we begin that discussion, we need to first understand what is ego, what does it look like in the workplace? And if we, if we stay with the music industry that you were in and you think about ego, um, and I'm, I'm assuming they're not exempt from it. Uh, it applies to them as, as, as it does to all of us. What does it look like when ego goes too far on a band, a rock band? I think most artists uh, and musicians are driven by uh, some kind of uh, creative urge mixed in with insecurities and, mm. and ego uh, as, a protection, uh, as a defense mechanism. Yeah. Um, and I've always found it a uh, very, uh, very beautiful um, experience uh, because, as you as you mentioned, I've I've mostly been in, in kind of heavy metal and, and, and hard rock situations mm. where you have big guys, tattooed guys, beards, and, and you know really kind of tough <laughs> yeah. guys, but they meet like 
four or five times a week, usually in a in a rundown uh, room somewhere uh, with their instruments, and they begin to create noise that are is supposed to make all the people feel something great or yeah. or scared or whatever. I, invoke emotion. Evoke emotion. That is yeah. a really beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, just that people do that. They come together. Let's make noise. <laughs> that people, you know. Yeah. So so so. And and in that process, you have to bear your heart and say, "Listen, I did this. I think this would be nice." Mm. And you have to kind of lay it on the table, and you have to wait for the other bandmate to say, "I like it," or "I don't like it," or okay. and he's he's either complimenting you or he's crushing your. So cr- you, th- that brings up insecurities, maybe insecurities, anger. Yeah, it's like yeah. you didn't like what I did yesterday. I'm not gonna like what you did now. I might love it, but because you never like my ideas, yeah. why should I like your ideas? Yeah. And then there's another guy in the band that says, "Yeah, I mean, I'm he's my friend, and he's you're always, you know, these kind of dynamics that are, and and I've seen so many beautiful musical situations and bands, and you can see just if you look at just music history in general, how many big bands break up. Yeah. And if you think about this in a business sense, uh, yeah, you know, uh, because these are these are entities that that record companies and someone has invested money in, but no one is thinking about the dynamics of the team. Mm. And in a in a corporate setting, you would have coaches or you would have leadership thinking, and you would in in a, in a sports environment, you have you have the coach and you have a what is called the you know the the guy that controls the yeah, team. yeah manager yeah, co- the, coach the, yeah the leader or, or whatever yeah. captain whatever but then a band it's usually not so the group has to kind of um, control itself and usually it explodes because yeah. when when you release an album and then you go on a tour and if you're a very famous band you come back after two years and the drummer go, goes back to his Toyota, the singer and the guitar player drive away in the Rolls Royce and the band breaks up. Yeah. This is the, the oldest story in the book. And this is all about ego. This is yeah. all about how, how, and if you can kind of manage this, yeah. people, the creative process is better, the end product is going to be better, mm-hmm. the experience of everyone is, go, is going to be more enjoyable. Absolutely. The, the investment of the of the shareholders like in this case the record company is going to be more secure and more profitable yeah so so but when you say eco and when you talk about these kind of sensitive soft issues we become you know, I, I don't you know why, why do i need to change you know I, we can you know this is what do you think i'm sick or you know <laughs> yeah. why, why should i talk about these kind of Am I not good soft you know yeah. womanly things you yeah. know as a heavy metal star you told me about an unusual situation you had on a certain band that was struggling with these issues you've just described, and you took a rather unusual and I'd say humble way of of sorting things out. Would you mind sharing that with us? Yeah, I mean that's one of the um, uh, kind of uh, scenarios where I've been, where my two lives have inter kind of mm. um, where whereas. I was in a in a band and, and I had the luxury to to take kind of a hiatus from my from my real life grown up life and and be in a band that was and still is actually quite quite popular at least in Iceland yeah and uh, a professional band and and uh, and uh, quite quite a nice band actually um, and and we were having these kind of problems we 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 just had to um, plan the next eighteen months we had full time 
staff working for the band. We we had to basically re- release an album and book shows and do all kinds of things. Yeah. But we simply could not communicate. We didn't didn't know how to. We didn't want to meet and write. When we did, we it ended up in in a, in a huge fight. Everyone was feeling lousy. So what did you do? We we just did exactly what I would do now in a in a corporate situation. I just convinced them that we could use the help of someone externally to yeah. come and help us communicate. Yeah. And so we went simply to a uh, to a therapist that that explained to us and and she worked with us individually and then as a group and she explained to us why is Becky saying these things? Mm. What what are his expectations from this? And 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 when he behaves like this, um, why is it? Mm. You know, and and just and she drew it on a on a map and you know and, and this is your uh role in the group and and someone felt that you know if i had a criticism of, of you and i was always bitching to him about it and and he was always asking why don't why don't just talk to him about it yeah ah, no he's never gonna he's never gonna listen to me and uh, making it, assumptions it, about yeah, yeah. reactions yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and people are having these kind of major d- Debates in their head with a guy sitting next to them without saying a word, mm. and so you can just feel the tension building. And, and we were traveling around and, and and playing, and you know we you know everyone was friends on stage and and kind of hugging, and then yeah, we didn't see each other the whole weekend. So and, you actually and, and had when, these you, when you see this drawn up on a map, yeah. on, on like on a, on a wall chart, you begin to realize that we have the same objective. We are in the same boat, but we. We have different strengths and weaknesses, and and just and you just realize that we love each other, we trust each other, we want to do this together, but we have to acknowledge that we are different people. Yeah. And and this in that scenario was mind blowing. And 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 okay, what happened? We we did our, probably our best album uh, and on the back of that. On the back of that, yeah. and, and the communication was was much more. I mean, I'm not going to say the issues went away, but no. we had tools to deal with them. Yeah. And that's yeah. the same thing as, as I see in, in just in, in, in my work. In, it's like mm. you, have to, you have to have a, a, the same kind of playing field so you can speak to your teammates with, with, with some kind of term, terminology that they under, understand so, so you can begin to move together using the same tools. Yeah. I I have to admit that I I keep seeing this image in my mind of these rockers sitting there in a group therapy session. What did it take for you to convince them to actually do this? Because I know some managers in the corporate world, they struggle sometimes to get their teams to come and let's, hey, let's talk openly about our issues. And so I imagine, what did it take? Well, of course, there was never any doubt that there, that was a lot of love in the group. Okay. And a lot of trust and a very deep friendship going back 10, 15 years. Okay. So so once you kind of open up to that and people mm. are vulnerable and these are not monsters. I mean mm. everyone can feel that you are in a you're stuck in a rut. And and when you kind of just open your heart and say, guys, you know, and there were tears. Mm. And, and and again, this is creative environment. People, yes, we are used is. to opening up ourselves, and mm. the reason we are successful is that we are, we have been working together, and and I just gave this as a, as one of the options that mm. could be used, and they were open to it, and 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 this was not by no means like me taking them. It was just my idea, and they were open to it. We met a met a therapist that, yeah. of course, 
it's all the credit to her mm-hmm. to to co- then convince the group because she only needed to talk to each um, each member like for half an hour before everyone felt yeah yeah that this was the right way forward it's it it was not uh, you only had to kind of throw the spark in there and then yeah yeah it's it's fascinating to hear you uh mention words like there was a lot of love and we needed vulnerability and people spoke with emotion and there there were tears which means that this you were as a as a group you were successful in letting down that ego defense that survival mechanism that kicks in and and going beyond it and i'm wondering what's your experience been in the corporate world of doing similar things i know you've held ceo positions in very challenging uh, organizations doing challenging things. So what's your experience with that, getting corporate people to do something similar that didn't have the 10 years of love that your uh, rock colleagues had? I mean, I most people talk about sport and they, they're kind of, uh, when when they are dis- describing situations, they talk about s- sport and, and a team does this and, and the goalie does that and something. Uh, my reference is always music yeah. and, and, and how bands work. Yeah. Uh, and And... I really think that it's extremely similar, if not precisely the same. Okay. And and when you have been, uh, I'm not gonna kind of overstate it, but but at least in an Icelandic setting, I have been fortunate enough to be quite successful as a musician. So yeah. I've known that that what works and what doesn't work, mm. and and you know, kind of basic things like the best bands. I used the example, for example, of the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. the greatest rock and roll band that ever was, <laughs> or Metallica, the greatest heavy metal band that ever was. Okay, they are not made up of the best musicians. Mm. And probably most of the individuals in those bands should would not have made it as professional session musicians because they. Oh, really? Yeah. But there's something that happens, the dynamic, some X factor that happens. Obviously, in the music that is written, yeah. something that happens that the team does. Yeah. And and when when you are have at least some I I have to learn it. Some people maybe have it that kind of humble approach mm. and you, that you come to a team. And this is always my approach because I've been like you say in a, in some kind of a fixing turnaround kind of restructuring capacity in most most of my uh, career. People people always think that I would enter that kind of scenario as a dictator mm-hmm. as a oh picky he always fires everyone he's you know he's yeah. a he's so tough he's so, he you know he doesn't ha- have any feelings mm. so when you come on a completely different uh, angle and you're humble and you say listen i i don't have the answers i don't know how we how how we can do this yeah. i have no idea i i was hired here to do it the only thing i know that we there's no one else that is better than us in the room to do mm-hmm. it Let's see what we can do, mm-hmm. and uh, and that is disarming to people. Yeah, and they they feel that someone is willing to listen to them. Yeah, I mean, I come in a s- situation. I I don't open my laptop for like two weeks. I just talk <laughs> yeah. to people, yeah. and I get to know people, and I get the ideas up and flowing, and and then you kind of slowly just feel that things began to began to roll, mm. and you create that groove that is so essential in the Rolling Stones, for example. Okay, and yeah. it's never because uh coming from a strong kind of position uh, authoritative position to kind of get everyone in a room and say listen guys this is the plan mm. i'm here the icelandic post is doing w- really badly i'm hired this is our plan 
You know, no, that, that's not your way. It would never work. No. You know, even if I had the answers, yeah. that I wouldn't get buy-in in the, in the group. Yeah. I wouldn't get collective kind of, um, the collective um, firepower. Yeah. Now, Biggie, I've had I've had the privilege of uh, observing you in action as a leader of an organization, and I notice that you tend to lead from the back with a very much a servant leadership style, and drummers sit in the back on a stage. Uh, do you think there is a, a correlation? Did you learn that through the role of the drummer, or what are your thoughts on that? No, I, precisely. Again, this is this is always my reference point. I I don't know if I mean, there are different types of people that select different types of instruments. Mm. And I know that people that tend to work in the basics, basis or the background of, of music, for example, like sound engineers or drummers or bass players or something, they, they, we take um, joy and professional kind of uh, joy out of creating a, a basis or, or a la- playing field. Mm-hmm. And 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 going and and so so you're sitting there you're playing and you are enjoying that the singer is singing a great song and, yeah. and you can see the reaction and you know, know that the thing is working. Yeah. The guitar playing uh, guitar player is doing his solo in a spotlight and you know that no one can see you but the, everyone can feel you. Yeah. Um, same thing as I have and genuinely and many people don't really believe me. I have you know when I'm for example running a company and someone comes to me and said listen. I'm going to give my notice because I've been offered this great job. I love working here, but it's such a great opportunity for me. A lot of, you know, it's a big promotion, big salary raise, whatever. I get like personal enjoyment out of that. Yeah. It's like, I feel like, like, okay, this is a great opportunity for you. Obviously, this is a great acknowledgement of what we have done together because people are stealing you because we are yeah. doing a great job. Yeah. And and that's kind of, you know, if you can create an environment where people really feel mm. that they are they, they get to kind of shine, uh, that is also the reason I, I haven't had these kind of discussions that many of, uh, that often because okay. if you do that also, you know, people don't leave. No. They, they are happy. Yeah. At the moment, you're building up an airline. It's a brand new airline. Uh, play it's uh, uh, for those watching you can find it under pl- flyplay.com and uh, I know that it's important to you that managers in this business learn to lead from beyond ego and if you imagine that you are successful in this leading in this way that you've been describing to us what are some of the outcomes that you see as, as let's say, the biggest benefits also for the people listening or watching? Uh, what's in it for them if they move beyond ego in the way you've been describing it? I mean, it's easy to, um, um, it's, it's easy to put it in some quantitative uh, terms, uh, business terms, and I'm not going to do that. I think that if you have, if you have found the joy mm-hmm. of being in a great band... Yeah. If you have been on stage and you have you have f- had the feeling that you are in a group of four or five people and you are functioning as one, yeah. you're like you you don't we don't have to talk we don't have to have anything uh, rehearsed we just feel what we're doing we are just working as a team. Um, that's that's such a unique experience that that would be my uh, kind of wish that my colleagues at play get to experience this feeling yeah. that that this is not not this kind of uh 
you know, this kind of... Uh, it's so easy to say, oh, we are a family. We're one big family, but it's not really. You have to have the feeling that we are one. Yeah. And, and I had a mentor in music that described to me very, in a, such a vivid terms, the old um, uh, cowboy movies. Yeah, and you see the the, the cowboys there, there with their wagons, and the wheels are turning. Yeah, and then at, at one point the the wheels are become they turn backwards. You know, it, it looks that way. It, it's like a visual yeah. kind of visual a- effect. Fa- effect. Yeah, and that's and his his kind of um, example was if you're playing music and that happens, mm. you are grooving. Okay. And that the same thing has happened in a team. Oh, nice analogy. So when you when you kind of feel that you know we are we are accomplishing great things. We know precisely what we're doing. Uh, there's no there's no kind of uh, bad feeling. We're just we're just nailing it. Yeah, you're flying. Yeah, you know, and and that that is a unique feeling. I've had the privilege of feeling this a few times, in in and and not as many as 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 I would have liked. But that would be my kind of genuine kind of wish that that the people at play feel that at some point among themselves not that yeah. i have to be the guy just no. just like create that environment so would you would you say that once you've felt this groove you've felt what it brings that it makes the other team members shine and perform you seek to repeat it in different situations it's like a good drug you know <laughs> it's like love or whatever it's like you know yeah. yeah you you want to you want to have that hit and yeah. and, uh, and and then you have to an, anal- do some analysis of why did it happen yeah and it did not happen because someone took too many solos no. or or took too much credit or had too much kind of f- uh, stage light on him you know mm. there's there's a mix mixture of things that everything is correct that is not easy to replicate. Yeah. Uh, but it, at the same time, it does not happen by itself. No. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, yeah. Like culture and things like that, and yeah. what we're really talking about is something that has to be grown and systematically formed. Yeah. It doesn't just happen because we had a great party on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm reminded um, the former CEO of General Electric, Jack Welsh, once once asked what quality he was looking for in managers. And he said, after thinking about it for a while, he said, I need people who are comfortable standing on the sidelines and cheering, uh, cheering as their team members score the goals. I don't need someone who needs to score all the goals themselves, which would be the more ego-driven way. And uh, so you're obviously saying, uh, or your message to managers is be, be humble, lead more from the back, uh, give people the opportunity to to find a groove together, and then that will bring out the best in everyone. Is that correctly summarized, or am I missing something? It's absolutely correctly summarized. And to add to that, if if the if your drive as a leader is to get all the credit, yeah, and is to get all the kind of uh, awards for reaching the best um, or, or, or gaining the, the most uh, success. Yeah. This is the way to do it mm. because the other thing doesn't work. Yeah. So, so even if you start from a impure place and if you if you want to be the man, yeah, this is the way to achieve it. Yeah, you know, um, do you know what I mean? It's like uh, absolutely. So, so because the other thing of of like, like this old military kind of top down management, it doesn't work in the long term. No. Uh, and 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 you 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 get much more success by doing it this way mm. rather than trying to be 
a know it all and 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 be more kind of a uh, fear based kind of you know that kind of old old school leader perfect yeah exactly now coming towards the end of our our time here together i'm i'm thinking okay so this this sounds great this sounds really inspiring and i'm sure that some people listening are thinking okay so how do i do this how do i get to that place how do i work on myself do you have any advice or thoughts on what managers regardless of their age or experience could do to move in this direction beyond ego i mean it's simple simple to say that you should work with someone or you should read books or or whatever but but the the i think the main thing is some kind of a having a having a the ability to to communicate openly and honestly your your honest needs or your honest thoughts okay, because what do you mean by that your honest needs because what? even though i'm sitting here and i'm trying to display myself as some kind of a enlightened being i'm struggling with <laughs> with this on a daily basis i mean yeah. i'm struggling with eco and a big especially i'm running a startup company yeah. sometimes things don't go as as i wanted to want them to go i'm not completely happy with some some member of my management team or whatever and my ego flares up yes and i want to take control and i i want to kind of you know <laughs> there you and, go and you know yeah. because that's that's me i would yeah. not have done all these things without having some kind of a basic belief that at the when when the shit hits the fan i'm mm. the guy to be there and that's not you know so being a heavy metal drummer i mean you know you just beat things up and you it's a power you're based <laughs> on power so so, so this is why when when I talk about ego with people are like Biggie, really? Yeah. Because you are like you are a bull. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But but um but you have to kind of you have to be vulnerable. You have to t- say to people, you know, I think that we should do this. Maybe we we should have a coach, we should talk together whatever, but I can't do this by myself. Mm. Just to look look that into uh, face that. So Yes, I mean, obviously you have drive and ambition on behalf of the projects that you take, and in that sense, you are bullish in the way you push things forward. But you're saying, if I understand you correctly, it's about realizing that this bull can do damage, and that you need to tame it, you need to understand it, and what are your needs in that area, and be vulnerable and admit that. Is is that what you're saying? Yeah, and 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 that's a constant. It's not something you do just one day and then then it's fixed. It's a no. constant. You have to constantly remind yourself of it, uh, because uh, uh, it's so easy to 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 break things or or leave things. You know, mm. so you it's a very dynamic thing, and and yeah. you know, uh, it's a it's it's something that you are you you have to merge your professional life with your personal life also yeah. i mean and just for me going through through these kind of thoughts has had a profound effect on me as a person also mm-hmm. the way i talk to people the way i behave the way i you know you are somehow moving in your maturing yeah yeah and, and uh and uh yeah I mean, obviously, uh, me and my team working with managers around the world, we see this is never done in a day. This is never constant. And like you said, it's a constant It's constant work on yourself to be aware. Am I being too bullish? Am I being humble? Am I being vulnerable? And what is appropriate for the current situation? 
and and just going back to my music. I mean, I would love. I has always been my dream to be in a f- successful band mm. and to have a two thousand people in them that are paid to get in and bought my albums and wear my t-shirts and yeah. And I want to play the drums. That will would never have happened if I would only just be myself and play by myself and play the drums. Mm. It always I I needed other people to fulfill my yeah. dream to reach my success. Yeah. And when you kind of are open to that and you realize that and you're humble to that that those people all also have their own uh, kind of uh, needs and and you can harmonize it then then the magic begins to happen biggie that sounds like a fantastic final message to the people listening and watching so i'd just like to say it's been an honor and a thrill to have you on this uh, show today And I think there are a lot of takeaways from someone who's been there, done that, has the T-shirt, uh, and uh, knows what he's talking about. Thank you for coming on to the show. My pleasure. Thanks a lot.